0: just send us an email, use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com or just give our office a call. our phone number is 951-684-7011. Good morning, I'm Randy Barkley and I'm here with Jeremiah Lee and we're here to discuss with you some of the life's hard financial choices and we wanna help you make smart
1: decisions about your money. Randy and I are both certified financial planners, and I'm also a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricor Advisors, where we help clients build the life they love.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about what happened in this week before. So, um, there's been a lot of things that have gone on this week.
1: Not only that's been a, kind of a crazy week. We it had has some, been
0: a crazy week. I mean, we had the some Reserve, earnings
1: come through. We had a Fed meeting come through. Uh, we had stock prices going up and down. It's it been a lot. And the stock market, I mean, I guess I guess it goes back
0: to that comment, you know, good news is bad news, right? Hmm. Excuse me, bad news is good news. I guess we've got to reverse that around. So we heard about we're going into a recession.
1: So technically, what is a recession? I mean, tell me, Jeremiah. Uh, you know, I used to know, and I don't any longer. <laughs> don't uh, you know, know. so there, there's a, a there's a, a technical de- definition that there's a government agency that defines it. And that's what they're, you hear this in the news, that's what they are arguing about or struggling with because the the common man, you know, our normal one is two quarters of negative GDP. When the economy is going down, gross domestic product, everything that we as a country produce in our borders, if that goes down two quarters in a row, we just call it a, a recession. But that is not, I guess, apparently, you know, as everyone knows, it's not the technical definition. And right now the administration is trying to hold to this technical definition to say no no it's not a recession i mean part of me doesn't get
0: it Yellen came out and said oh no no we're not we don't have a recession technically i mean yeah but maybe technically but we really don't and then biden came and confirmed it oh no the economy is still growing and yet the numbers look like wait a minute inflation is still pretty high yeah you know I mean,
1: I, I, personally i guess i don't care if it's if it's really labeled a, a recession or not i mean i see the markets going down i see prices going up, i see people struggling and so whether it's labeled a recession or not, it's, it's a hard moment, and I think we as normal people can, can acknowledge that. But absolutely, I think the administration and, and others, not just them, but others, I think they're trying to struggle with this word, is it a recession or is it not? And, and generally, I would, I would say we're in a, a down moment but what we talked about a lot we talked about in previous episodes is that the we're getting mixed signals you know so we've never had a recession with a very strong labor market yeah, so that's I mean, new. employment
0: dropping right and i mean it's dropping it still is you got almost twice as many jobs available as you have people looking for jobs and it it is not what you would normally find in
1: a recessionary environment that's right and that's what Janet Yellen was kind of uh, I am not say just hanging her hat on but that that idea that she was saying because we have strong unemployment, we have strong employment, low unemployment, uh, it, it can't be a recession. That, that's not what it is yet. And it, it's interesting because whether that means we have a deep recession or a real light one, I think this week was was pretty meaningful in, you know, there's a, a number of companies who had good earnings and that came out this week and the stocks kind of took up. You know, we, we had a great week as far as that goes. And then we had the, the Fed meeting and they, again, increased the interest rates by 0.75 um just uh, under the a,
0: market was excited because they didn't increase it more than that i mean yeah. so they i think the federal reserve kind of released you know that the, the secret said you know probably had somebody in the in their office saying go go kind of leak this out to the press because as soon as it kind of became confirmed before the official announcement the stock market started to really escalate i mean, started to yeah. go up quite
1: a bit but, right but i wonder i mean is it a relief that they didn't do it at 1 Right. Is it a relief that they did 75 basis points and there's an adult in the room you know, that they didn't go down to half a percent? Right. I mean, I remember right. at the beginning of the year, there was discussion that we might have three uh, 25 basis point increases.
0: And they kind of and... lined us up to, to expect that, right? Yeah, so that's we what we thought. it go up a quarter of a point for every quarter for the, you know, going after January. And now here we are in July and we're excited because it only went up three quarters of a point this time.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, what a different spot we're in. But I, I wonder. We've had discussions that the, the Fed taking these larger interest rate increases uh, seems to be an adult choice. Like it, it's a, right. it's not the most popular. It's not what what other people will have them do. But it, I think it's a good choice for our economy. So I, I wonder. Like you said, the relief. I don't know if the relief from the from the, we saw from the market is because it wasn't a one one point, uh, or if it was. Because it, it actually was three quarters of a point. You know, that it was I don't know which way, but either way, the market was happy with it, the market's moved forward. We're yeah, seeing a little bit of, of bounce here.
0: Yeah, and I think you've got two aspects of the of the reports this last week that were really positive. First of all, we had almost almost 150 publicly held companies that were reporting their profits. And there were some companies that had really were impacted negatively this last week, and their profits reflected that. But there was a lot of companies that had very positive returns. Uh, big companies, mega cap companies that came out with some phenomenal returns, yeah. you know, from from not only Apple, but also Amazon and some of those. And I think that along with um, expectations that, um, that inflation had kind of peaked, that we're starting to see it peaking out and actually coming down. And I know, and across the country, we've seen gasoline prices drop I think, you know, production is increasing, but it's also probably reflective of people are just driving less. You know, they're just mm-hmm. saying, I'm not going to pay these $6 and $5 a gallon prices. And they're kind of pulling back from, from use. And that obviously has a natural uh, impact upon the price of things
1: going down a little bit. So yeah, a fall demand and we're still, we're still in the midst of summer. And so there's still people right. traveling, taking road trips as we get to the fall, perhaps that will fall even further the prices have come down we're, we're here in california and the the prices have been over six bucks a gallon yeah um, which is a lot and now we're back down to, to five something um and, and it's a nice reprieve right you know, right yeah the rest <laughs> of the country i know they're not quite that high but uh
0: i you know i don't know about you but i went to fill up my car with gas and my gar- my cast my my car was pretty much on empty and for whatever reason they wanted me to go in and give my card to the to the teller you know the, the guy inside the station and he says, how much? And I went, okay. I just kind of adjusted with him. And I said, okay, put a hundred dollars on it. Fully expecting that I would pay a hundred dollars to fill my car up, which which is just kind of a pinch alongside the the body there. Yeah. And it didn't quite do it. I was about wow. $93 to fill my car up. So I went, okay, now what do I do? Uh, are they gonna credit just the $93? So I went back in and she said, oh no, you get a credit. So he handed me back for $8 or whatever it is They went yeah. back on the card. And I went, I'm supposed to be excited about that. I'm supposed yeah, to be excited right. about that, right? Well, which,
1: I mean, that's a good, the last few times I filled up, it was over $100. So that, well, you I mean, drive I mean,
0: a big truck for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> right. I think it could be more of it, but <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so part of this we, we want to talk about also is is the silver linings of the moment we're in. You know, that, That's the week we had. Everyone knows we're in a, a down market at the moment, but what are some of the silver linings? And I mean, we read a lot of different um, commentators and economists of, of their take on the markets and it's interesting, some of them see this as a real great buying opportunity. Right. You know, they're saying that this is a moment to load up on some great stocks. There's others that are seeing where we're at and saying, well, just be careful, it's, it's no moment to make a, a rash decision. Uh, what, what are some of the things that are resonating with you, Randy?
0: Well, I think that, I think what, depending upon what your point of view is and what your bias is, you know, is the, the investment people that we talk to and listen to some people are in the bond market so they have a tendency to look at the bond market. What I was really surprised in this week is how how much the bond market improved because the bonds have been really hit hard. So mortgages came back down from like about 2.6, 2.7 down to excuse me, 5.2, 5.7 down to about 5.2 and I think there was a good correction within that mm-hmm. and the overall long-term bonds started to see some easing off. But I think also what I what I'm hearing from and actually seeing the results of is that earnings are much stronger than what people had first anticipated they would yeah. be. They, they
1: thought they would be hit pretty hard, right? Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've seen that too. And it's hard as people look forward to what earnings are going to be. One of the, the indicators people look at is the inventory. How much inventory are people buying and they're going to use that to get, try and get a leading indicator on what earnings will be. So when they get to earnings like this week, they have some expectations. Well, a, a dynamic we have right now is a lot of companies may have overordered six months ago and so they have thinking they won't be able to get their supplies. Now they have a glut of supplies. So in the midst of this, they may, some companies, not all of them, some of them may not be ordering as much inventory because they have a backlog that they're just selling through that backlog. So with that, I think it may have skewed people's expectations to say, oh, look, we see they've stopped ordering inventory. This must mean sales are low. This must mean low profits. Right. And we didn't necessarily see that. We saw that they, they were ordering less inventory. But one explanation could be that they're simply working through a backlog of pent up inventory and st- right. sales are still solid. And that was a, 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 a different outcome than what some people were expecting.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, again, I don't have school-aged children, you do, and going to the, uh, you know, getting them all ready for their school, I don't know if you've done any comparisons this year versus what you did last year, but there's a lot of bargains out there from what I'm reading is that right. uh, you can get, um, you know, not only clothes, but also school supplies. And the cost is not significantly higher than what it
1: was last year. So no. No, it's it's difficult. Like driving to the store is more expensive, but perhaps the water <laughs> bottle, the, you know, the, the kids, you know, water bottle with the top on it, right. that that potentially may be more inexpensive. And it, right. it's an interesting place we're in of, of, I guess the biggest thing I've seen is also the um, Ross and TJ Maxx and some of those stores where it's out of season. So right. buying backpacks, we didn't notice it was cheaper this year. But I wonder if we were buying um, swimsuits right now or Mm -hmm. if we were buying uh, parkas, uh, if if that would change things for well,
0: did, didn't, you, didn't you get the news clip that, that the earth is warming? So you better not be buying any parkas here. Come That's on. right. Well, we're in Southern California. California Swimsuits so. I get, but parkas I'm not really sure.
1: Right. Yeah, we may never need them here. but
0: yeah, Get, get I mean, the ones with the fur line around the outside so you look really good like an Eskimo, right? Right. Yeah, just,
1: just cover us up. So, I mean, I think if we were looking at bathing suits, I imagine we could find some really good deals right now. I Maybe mean, even wetsuits. I'm, I'm not sure. But it's interesting. Of the I've heard a number of stores that are out of season stock is, is really a good deal right now. Part. And I think other people in the economy, other economists we're reading, um, have a lot of, of fear and concern to say, even though we had these good earnings, um, they're still highly concerned with inflation, highly concerned with what's going on in Europe, um, of, of saying that Europe's not going to fare well, and that we are going to have a, a number of years of struggle. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think what I think is a really good takeaway is that things are happening much faster than I think they did previously. Right. So whether or not we've worked ourselves out of this and it was only three months of a recession or six months of a recession, uh, I think that's a little short-sighted. But acknowledging the, the speed at which supply chains are communicating, the speed at which things are moving, I, I feel it's in, increasing.
0: And I don't know if you've had a chance to really look at some of the provisions in this um, proposed bill that Joe Manchin and Chuck mm. Schumer kind of did this in the back room. Nobody knew about it. And all of a sudden it got announced this week that, oh, everybody was really surprised by it but joe manchin i don't think he capitulated as much as as chuck schumer did but he got some things in there for this this um this stimulus to the energy department you know so they you know they all wanted it you know the 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 liberals all wanted this for you know solar and everything else like that but joe manchin said no we need nuclear we need gas we need oil we need coal and chuck schumer said okay I'll hmm. give you that, and a big part of this two hundred fifty billion dollar package, a lot of it went to uh, new energy in those particular areas. That you know the environmentalists, they go crazy when they hear that stuff. But I think the adult in the room has been Joe Manchin says, "Yeah, we need, we can do that stuff, but we better have these other things happening too, because you know it's it's, it's energy on demand,
1: and you can't get that from a solar cell or from wind energy, right?" Right. And it's interesting seeing how vulnerable. At times we are just because we're such a, a large group of people, even gasoline, you know, it's readily available. It's not a big concern. Right. And in this moment where prices start going up, realizing how much, you know, say Southern California, how much we're consuming just normal people going to work, you know, even if they're cutting out their vacations and cutting out the extra, we, we have, we're a country of a lot of people. We have a lot of consumption just to keep the wheels spinning. And well, I think it's important to have yeah. that backstopped.
0: Yeah. And I think, again, what I recall is going back to 2008. I remember filling up my car and my car was about $85 at that point in time. And, and that was more, you know, when you translate that against inflation than what we are paying right now. But, you know, we, I've read people saying, oh, we're going to be paying $10 a gallon for gasoline. That reminds me a lot when Goldman Sachs came out and said, oils were, oil prices were going to go up to $200 a gallon. Mm-hmm. And we right. were at 140 at that point. That was back in 2008. And I said, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen here. And I said, I think people will start to um, address that either by driving less or there's going to be higher unemployment. And I think that we're in a different spot right now in the sense that we are oil, we are energy independent, and uh, we're starting to see the impact of that. I'd hate to be in Germany right now and going through the same issues because I think they're, they're really being pressed by relationships
1: with Russia right now and Putin is not helping them any at all so no I mean it's a good I think we have a great some great backstops I'm glad you know politicians are are not taking those out they're keeping us in a strong place so if anyone listening wants to hear our full uh, discussion on this you can find it on our website it's retirementunlimited.com or on YouTube platforms we also have our show there Uh, if there's any topics you'd like to hear in the future uh, feel free to leave it in the comments or leave it on our website and we'll discuss that in the future
0: on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888 627 8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.
1: AM 590, the answer. Good
0: morning, I'm Randy, and that's Jeremiah, and we're here to discuss life's financial questions to help you make smart
1: decisions about your money. We discuss things each week, and Randy's a certified financial planner as well as myself, and i'm also a california licensed attorney we work together at tricord where we help our clients build the life they love
0: you know i think it's interesting jeremiah we pulled out an article that um uh you know we pulled out this was published back in january in the wall street journal in the in the title of the article this year could get crazy invest in your self-control i always like to go back i save articles from barons when they do the roundtable with various investment advisors also these things that are that are published you know, that, that um, were published, you know, six months ago or 12 months ago. And I kind of want to see, okay, were they right? Were they wrong? Were they, you know, how close were they at? And this one here, I mean, it goes back and reaffirms what we did in our firm yeah. because we started to rebalance in January, you know, stock prices, bond prices, everything was priced to perfection, which means in my, translated to me, that means that they're probably going to correct.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love that we have this article. I love that we look back at stuff like this because um, i mean remembering back to january um you know tesla was was sailing all these tech stocks were at some you know every day or every week they were setting new highs bitcoin was remember mortgage rates what were mortgage rates then yeah they were rock bottom right I think it was, <laughs> below three percent it, it was beautiful it was a great moment and this article coming out saying it's this year might be crazy it's a moment for self-control and I, I just love some of the, the items that they, they talked about in here. I mean, at that moment, there was discussion that the, the Fed might have three adjustments during the year, and they were gonna be a quarter point each. That, that was what people were, oh man, what's this gonna be? A quarter of a point. A quarter of a point, when we just, this week, we had a, a three quarter of a point. Right. And one adjustment, we just had that. And that's the second one we've had. And, and so I, I think it's really healthy to look back to say what was the, and, and the hard part is when people look back often, especially talking heads on the radio, they make it, or on the TV, it makes it sound like it was inevitable. Everyone should have seen this. Well, duh, of course we knew this was coming. Um, but, but we we didn't. Nobody did. We we saw that it could happen. We made some adjustments because we were at these great high prices. But you know, I, I don't think very many people expected 2022 to be a stellar year. However, it could have been. It could have gone through the roof. could have been. And, and one of the, the things I thought was great in this article, it talked about um, you know, for the last three years leading up to 2022, you added all together, a lot of portfolios doubled. You had a hundred percent growth over those three years, you know, adding them all together. But looking back, you know, one of my favorites is saying, you know, 1995, there was a 37% return on the market. 96 in the next year, 23%. 97, 33 percent So then that was probably it, right? Right. Well then no, 98 came and you had another 28%, and then 99, 21%. This idea that if you had two or three really good years, oh, that's it, it's cyclical, it's, it's all coming back. It's all gonna come back and correct, right? I mean, how many people after, say, 95, 96, 97, moved to cash and said, you know, it, we've had great years, I'm just gonna take my money off the table, and then miss some really stellar growth. Now, if you took your money off the table in 99, you probably look like, like, a, like a genius that you missed 2,000 and some of the pain that came after right. it. And whether that pain became embedded is probably true. I mean, there's probably people who saw it coming, 98, 99, but the timing of that is, is so difficult that it, it's and not a foregone conclusion.
0: Yeah. And I think that you know, we're looking back in 2022 and like in all years, there typically is something that happens that causes the market to correct. So in 2022, it was, you know, you can name to Putin. Putin mm-hmm. all of a sudden changed yeah. the way in which we saw our, our neighbor, so to speak. Europe surely was affected mm-hmm. by that. And him invading Ukraine, but it seemed to be the stimulus, the catalyst that caused the market to become more uh, introspective and started to see changes within their investment attitude. Yeah, uh, and that happened pretty rapidly, actually.
1: Right. Well, and the question for a lot of this, you know, the, the wisdom we can gain by looking back is to say the market was just looking for something. It could have been anything. Could have been a hurricane. Could have been. Um, you know, a job right. support, it, you know, I, I wouldn't blame this on Putin necessarily in the sense that he was this powerful to trigger all this, but I think the market was just on edge looking for right. some reason to readjust. And, you know, there was a number of reasons, but that was, that was a big one. But I think what do we take from this? Uh, and I think this article laid it out well is, is saying, you need to have some self-control. You need to have some good habits that, that don't allow you to be reactionary, um, in getting out of the market too soon or staying in when you don't need to. Um, and some of those had a few good habits, but one of them I liked was limiting what you check. I, I don't know if you have a Robinhood account, Randy, but you know, know. as it became popular, I opened one up. Just I don't a, even have a crypto account. Are you, are you kidding me? Need all of it. But you know, for because our clients are engaged in this, I, I try to be involved in all this, I understand it. And Robinhood, one of the things that is so unique about it is when you buy a stock, they have little uh, cheering things that go off and hooray, <laughs> you've done it, hooray. But that little bit of feedback is so psychologically satisfying that people want to buy I mean, that's not the only reason to use it, but it's helpful. One of the comments that he said uh, in this article was to limit checking your account. And even if you look at your charts, like set your phone or your computer on a gray scale, like don't see all the fancy colors, you know, the, the celebrations, um, try and you know check it say once a quarter, not every day, but at once a quarter, and make prudent things. You're basically cutting through the noise. There's so much noise and psychological angst that's created in the market that some of these apps or other things. It, you don't need more angst or more cheerleading or more endorphins to make a bad choice. What you, we need is to cut through that noise. And I thought it was a really great um, discipline: is to you know don't be glued to your phone or your account, but try and check it once a yeah, quarter. Yeah, again,
0: I read a lot, and so even in the morning when I turn on the the television and look at you know the CNBC or Fox or whatever I typically shut the volume off what i'm mm-hmm. looking for is stats and numbers and statistics and the the information that i get from reading is really the thing that reinforces you know where i want to go and what i want to do and again what happened in the first part of this year was that we needed to do some profit taking and we did it we didn't know we didn't know what the rest of the year was going to turn out to be but it's always good to take some profit when okay. it's available to you right
1: yeah, that's great. And, and part of that, I, I love that habit of just turning down the volume, you know, turning down the, the angst um, from, yeah. from someone's voice. That's really good. Well, if, if anyone out, out there missed part of this conversation, you can get the whole episode um, on our website. It's, it's retirementunlimited.com. Uh, you can go through there. We have our, our, our radio show is posted there as well as on YouTube. You can find it there. And if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, go to our website, retirementunlimited.com, um, and, and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Until next
0: week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors
1: Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.